Welcome to the Automation World Get Your Questions Answered podcast, where we connect with industry experts to get the answers you need about industrial automation technologies. The questions posed in this podcast series all come from automation technology users like yourself across the process and discrete manufacturing industries. I'm David Greenfield, Director of Content for Automation World, and the question we'll be answering in this episode is, is COVID-19 impacting automation purchases and use? And to answer this question, I'm joined today by Dan Malisco of Malisco Engineering, a system integration firm focused on delivering automated systems to manufacturers of all sizes, from small local companies to global operations. So, Dan, there's been a lot of conjecture that COVID-19 is going to increase the use of automation in manufacturing and processing. Do you agree with this assessment? And if so, what specific factors about manufacturing amid the pandemic are driving this? It's a really good question. Um, and I have seen a lot of conjecture about this is going to drive a lot of automation that we haven't seen before. Um, but first and foremost, one of the things that we saw right out of the gate was how do we return workers uh, back to the factory uh, safely and being able to keep uh, production moving? I think that that's been the biggest shock was that we all of a sudden had to literally close plants and take everybody off the line. We had to start sanitizing uh, certain areas of the plant. And so these are problems that nobody was prepared for. So I think what we've seen more of is, uh, yes, automation, we want to make ourselves better, more efficient on the line. But when something like this occurs, how can I respond uh, more quickly, more responsibly to keep everybody safe. So that's really what we've seen has been mostly on people's minds. So Dan, do you see certain industry verticals more impacted by this drive or interest to increase automation as a result of the pandemic, or are you seeing it generally widespread across the industry sectors? I definitely see it more widespread. Uh, there isn't any specific industry vertical. We're hearing from all of our customers, um, especially about um, things like remote connectivity so how can I still run the line when all of my resources um, are dispersed or many of my resources are dispersed? So it's the same challenge across all of the verticals, the ones that we deal with, um, you know, a lot of food and bev and pharmaceuticals, um, specialty chemicals. They all have had these very same problems. So, yeah, definitely widespread. Everybody's dealing with the same thing. Now, you mentioned remote access there. What about one of the biggest concerns we had heard from end users prior to the pandemic was reticence about uh, deploying the technology because of cybersecurity concerns and access to plant equipment. How are you seeing uh, the customers that you're working with address that? Are, are they leaning on companies like yourself, their IT departments, or third-party providers? How is uh, that being addressed? Yeah, it's been really interesting because this has been an area where uh, we've got to uh, flex our IT OT muscle a little bit uh, in talking to the IT departments and talking about uh, trying to bring remote connectivity, um, other collaboration technologies down onto the plant floor. And what we found is this is one of those areas that, um, especially with securing endpoints and uh, securing data, IT is really, really good at that. They've, they've been doing that for years. 
Um, so one benefit that we've seen is that this is facilitating new digital conversations. Um, everybody talks about they have a digital roadmap, uh, a digital strategy, um, and IT needs to be involved in those. So in, in some ways, uh, this notion of how do I connect uh, remotely to the plant floor, um, it's driving that conversation. It's, it's enabling uh, new discussions and new technology coming down to the plant floor. So, you know, speaking about uh, the, the remote access technologies, are uh, that's clearly a prominent one that you're seeing increased interest in it. And we've seen a lot of reporting about increased interest in robotics for social distancing, and even the use of sensors are being retrofitted for social distancing uh, notifications and reporting purposes as well. Are there any other types of automation that you're seeing end-user interest in in response to COVID, or is it more focused on the remote communication aspects? Yeah, so the social distancing piece is pretty huge because everybody that we've talked to, they have some sort of a, a COVID committee where they're trying to figure out how do we return people safely to work? How do we track social distancing? Um, and, and really, it can't be just about um, behavior modification for right now. It really needs to be about how can we promote um, behavior modification and new ways of doing things, moving in the plant differently. How do we do that? And how can we use te technology to enable that? And so some of what we've seen is, is people asking for these various technologies that uh, you might wear, like a, a Bluetooth device. Uh, we're also seeing ultra wideband, which is something that we're really, really interested in is uh, using ultra wideband, which is normally used to track assets, um, but now tracking people within a resolution of about one foot. So how can we augment some of the infrastructure on the plant floor uh, to enable some of these other sensing technologies to help with so social distancing? Uh, but some of the other, you know, non-traditional automation technologies, but automation technologies nonetheless, is even like automating of people's processes and, and workflows, um, especially now since we're dealing with some other cases like you have dispersed teams that are all over the place. Um, you have remote operations where you have people maybe from a corporate headquarters that are trying to uh, help the plant floor where they may have been able to jump on a plane before and help out. Now they're having to do that remotely. But then also things like remote expert where uh, maybe I'm having a problem on the plant floor and I can jump on with them in real time uh, using things like video headsets, uh, being able to project whatever what I'm seeing in front of me right there on the line. Uh, the remote expert is also seeing there's uh, elements of augmented reality that we're seeing now. Um, and really, when it comes down to it, this has driven a lot of conversations about plant Wi-Fi. So we've seen Wi-Fi uh, kind of hit and miss here in the plants. Uh, maybe there's a couple of use cases, but uh, I really see the, uh, the pandemic and COVID and social distancing, all of these new remote technologies that we're trying to enable has driven a new conversation about let's put in more Wi-Fi on the plant floor. So we see that opening up a lot more doors to other more advanced technologies down the road. We get past this. Uh, now that notion of people walking around with iPads and going paperless, uh, that starts to become more of a reality. So uh, those are kind of some of the other automation technologies that we're seeing. And it's actually pretty pretty exciting in that regard because it's kind of accelerating some of the stuff that we've only been hearing about, um, you know, in webinars and so forth. Yeah, that is interesting that you're seeing more of an uptick in interest or expansion of Wi-Fi, you know, because we've been doing a lot of coverage looking ahead to obviously 5G, which is still some years away for widespread industry implementation. But we've been hearing a lot about, you know, manufacturers interested in moving 
up to like 4.9 G LTE at this point, uh, which can deliver a good portion of what 5G promises and is also a building block for that. Are you hearing interest from manufacturers around that or is it not quite that far advanced? Is it more about using what's existing in their particular areas? Yeah, so that is where uh, I have heard people talk about 5G and setting up uh, private 5G networks. Also heard about people say, let's use LoRaWAN inside of the plant to enable other sensors. Um, also in the case of ultra wideband that we're looking at, uh, that does require having to install uh, additional infrastructure. So there's uh, most all of this that we're talking about is like PoE, power over ethernet. So uh, there'd be an element of installing new switches and uh, anchors to detect position. But what we're seeing is most people are, are shying away from those larger investments. They're looking at what are the things that we can do now uh, with what we have to help solve some of these problems. And that's where we've actually seen a little bit more of uh, interest in software and analytics. Uh, one of the solutions that we've worked with uh, actually is like a contact tracing solution where uh, we can look at just something as simple as badge readers on doors. So getting from this part of the plant to this part of the plant to tell where are people at uh, at any given time and being able to use that data um, in, in more of an analytics way uh, to be able to show contact tracing. But using that kind of as a starting point and then saying, okay, well, if we, if we have this course data knowing how people are moving inside the plant, um, maybe we can put together more of a digital roadmap to see, uh, can we augment infrastructure with some of these other technologies like ultra wideband for precise tracking of assets and people. Um, so I, I do think that we're going to be hearing more and more about those type of technologies. Um, but really what we're trying to do is, is try to help people focus on, yes, invest in, um, sorry, not invest in, use what you have and invest in a digital roadmap later uh, for more of that, that granularity that you're looking for. So in line with what we've been uh, speaking about here, Dan, can you I know you might not be able to name company names and such, but can you give some examples of some of your work with customers that kind of gives insight to or reflects this trend of increasing use of these specific types of automation technologies in response to COVID? Yeah, so we, we're actually working right now on uh, putting in some of this remote expert type technology, and this is through Cisco WebEx, um, where you know you have the headset and you're able to uh, look at whether it be the line or something that a maintenance technician is troubleshooting. We've been working with uh, IT to be able to install other WebEx endpoints throughout their enterprise. Um, and that could be on a plant manager's desk. That could be um, at a conference room uh, back in corporate. But we're trying to help enable all of those various uh, use cases around how can I solve a problem more quickly, knowing that the experts might not be right here in the plant. So those are a couple that we're, we're doing right now. And then also regarding um, contact tracing, uh, we are working on pilots uh, where we're trying to take data that they already have about where are people um, and trying to provide the analytics uh, for contact tracing in the event that you know somebody tests positive, how can we quickly react without having to shut down the plant? And that goes back to analytics software. It's, it's very, very interesting that uh, prior to this, Everybody's moving. We need more analytics. We need uh, AI and ML. Well, now we're starting to look at that sort of thing. Uh, very different application, but uh, the good news is, is that it feels like we're maybe going to install some technology, some technology bases that could have so many other application use cases after the fact. 
um, even where we're looking at piloting some of this uh, ultra wideband for uh, tracking of location of people and contact tracing, et cetera, that same technology could very well be used for uh, asset tracking uh, for things like pallets, fork trucks, et cetera. So that goes back to how can I um, help uh, improve workflow of existing processes? And it's interesting you mentioned analytics there, because obviously that's something that's been trending very heavily uh, in our reporting over the past few years. Are you seeing this now? Is, is, is what's happening now in response to COVID, is that drawing more interest in it from all size companies? Because most of what we'd seen in the past, it was larger mid-size to large companies who are mostly interested in this. Is this driving it across the board or is this still in the standard realm of interest of companies who are following or interested in implementing analytics? Yeah, I think that it's really driven a conversation about connectivity uh, first and foremost, but then it gets everybody talking about, well, what else can I do once I'm connected? Um, So analytics ultimately is where everybody ends up. Um, So I, I would say that I've seen probably more broadly uh, people having deeper discussions around uh, connecting the uh, disparate plants. And I've got uh, several dozen plants all across um, the country or the globe. How can I connect all those and get more data? Um, so that has been one thing, talking about remote connectivity, and now I can't be in the plant, so how do I see without being there? Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's, again, driving those digital discussions and putting together roadmaps um, so, so I think, I think we're going to continue to see more and more of that where, uh, analytics and more information centric, uh, projects come forth. So really at this point, it's like looking at every problem anymore seems to be like a data problem. So that's definitely kind of what we're seeing out there. Now, kind of a flip side to what we've been talking about here about the types of automation or connection technologies to assist production that are increasing or interest around them is increasing as a result of COVID you know, looking back to the normal business of Malisco engineering, have you seen anything or any interest in certain types of automation decrease or there's less of a focus or less of an urgency to do certain types of normal automation implementations now? Or are they still running a pace with that and these uh, new interests are adding to it or are certain things pulling back in response? Yeah, so I mean, probably like everybody, we saw a little bit of a lull. Um, in terms of any active project work might have taken a back seat for a little bit. Um, but during that time, it's really interesting to see the way that things have evolved is that that traditional work, those traditional projects, um, as we start to ramp up and have these conversations, people seem to be thinking more about that data side. So on existing projects, traditional work where we're automating a line or automating a process, um, yeah, the, the, the question comes to, oh, well, hey, can we add some reports to that? because so-and-so is remote and they're going to want to be able to see what's going on. So those are real things that are happening right now. Um, and I think, I think we're going to see more and more of it um, as people kind of get used to this. And I hate to say it, the new normal. Um, but that is what we're going to deal with, is having to be able to access this data about production and efficiency, OEE, and access it in real time uh, and make it a very clean, easy experience. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think in some ways, it's, uh, it's, it's helping our traditional business because we're getting to augment our offerings with more data-centric solutions. Can you speak more a little bit? You mentioned about how things seem to be ramping up 
a, a bit more after the initial lull, uh, you know, in response to the news around COVID. Can you give us a sense of how things are ramping up, like what you're seeing interest in and around? Is it more of a revival of the projects that were just put on hold? Is it new areas of interest? Yeah, I think it was. it's definitely let's try to get back to business as usual. Let's get these projects back on track. Um, but we are seeing more of uh, that kind of planning. Let's look at uh, not next, but what's after next. And so we're looking into 2021 budgets and talking about things that we weren't talking about before. And a lot of those have to do with things like remote monitoring. So we're working with customers right now to figure out how can they budget for some other remote monitoring um, offerings that, that we have on monitoring uh, your IT infrastructure, because you may not have the IT experts there at the plant. So uh, that's probably what we've seen the most of is, is more of that road mapping, like I said, that digital roadmap of how am I going to spend money on the non-traditional things uh, in the future, in the years to come. So then, given what we've been discussing here today, how do you think all of this will affect the manufacturing industries moving forward beyond the pandemic? And by that, I mean, will this increased focus on automation in general or these specific technologies we've been discussing, do you think that's going to continue uh, the overall acceleration of automation in industry? Or do you see what's happening now as being something of a temporary effect in response to COVID-19? I, I hope that it's a longer term um, response in, in trying to get um, like the IT departments and maybe corporate operations people more involved because we've all had to deal with dispersed teams, remote operations. Um, we've just been using uh, newer technologies that weren't traditionally used on the plant floor. We're starting to see more and more of those. So it, it, to me, it's more of a, a hope that uh, this interest in enabling those sorts of uh, use cases uh, we'll also put more focus down the road on, okay, cool. Well, we proved that we can do it with remote connectivity for people, keeping people connected. What about now connecting all of these assets and really start to look at this industrial internet of things? Uh, so I do think that there's been a, a focus now on connectivity for the overall intent of keeping things running. Uh, but now I think we're going to have, hey, oh, we have all this connectivity in place. Um, we can do other things. We can start to grab data from all of the plants and we can aggregate it. We can get better KPIs. Uh, so that is what I hope. I, I think that will be here and it's based on the conversations that we're having, especially with IT departments. Um, IT has really taken an interest um, in a lot of our customers and what's actually going on in the, on the plant floor because they've had to be closer to that conversation of getting all of these different teams uh, and, and, and technologies connected. Well, thank you for joining me for this podcast, Dan. And of course, thanks to all of our listeners. And please keep watching this space for more installments of Automation World Get Your Questions Answered. And remember to visit our website at www.automationworld.com to stay on top of the latest industrial automation technologies insights, trends, and news.